Welcome to Teaching Artist Podcast, a show dedicated to discussions of teaching art to kids, making art, and how those things overlap and feed each other. I'm Rebecca Potts, your host, a visual arts teaching artist. getting to know Austin Fabinski. He was so honest and open about the challenges he's faced as an art teacher and an artist. Never enough time or money, a learning disability that made school difficult, and lack of business knowledge. Austin faced those head-on and took a leap to pursue his dream of being an artist. Austin Fabinski is an artist from the Detroit metropolitan area in Michigan. He earned his BA from Oakland University with a K-12 art education certification. He has been teaching art to all ages for the past five years. In 2019, he quit full-time teaching to pursue his lifelong dream of becoming a full-time artist. He currently teaches private and small group art lessons and spends most days in the studio painting. His work is focused on animals. They are where he finds the most joy. Austin works primarily in acrylic and watercolor, as these media allow him to paint quickly. He offers his original work along with prints and commissions. When Austin is not teaching or painting, he spends time at the gym, walking his dogs, on the lake, or just hanging with friends and family. I am here with Austin Fabinski. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's late for him. So thank you again for talking to me after hours when my little distracting four-year-old is in bed. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to learn more about your art practice and your teaching, your background. So I like to start just by getting some of that background. Okay. How did you become an artist? And how did you become a teacher? Did one kind of come first? Starting young, like I've always been into art. I was always drawing and stuff. Not like I would not hang out with kids. I would just go be at home drawing and stuff. And then like my parents put me in private lessons in elementary school with my art teacher then. And so like it was always a thing. Like my parents knew I was talented. And then I always took the art classes in school. And then I I first wanted to be an architect. Mm -hmm. So I went to community college for that and for a year. And then I couldn't pass trade. I tried three times and I was like okay I've never been good at math yeah so it's like okay I tried three times I'm not getting it I did private lesson like tutoring stuff it never it didn't never clicked right and so I was like okay okay what can I do next and it's funny because even like in high school and stuff when I was in my art classes I would help other students so it's like connecting like I love the art and I always helped people even in my architect classes Mm -hmm. People ask me questions and came to me. I'm very approachable, very easy to talk to. And then it's just clicked. I'm like, okay, I'll teach art. Yeah. But in my back of my head, I always wanted to be an artist too, like full time too. So it's like, but my idea, like in my head, it's like, okay, starving artist. It's so hard to make a living. Right. So, okay. So plan A will be become an art teacher. So I have an income that's stable and that's coming. And then slowly worked to becoming an artist. Mm -hmm. So I went to Oakland Community College, that's in Michigan, and I got my degree in art and got my certification in art elementary, K through 12 art. And then it took me a year to get a full-time job. Uh So I did long terms. So yeah, I I was actually very lucky. Like I I did a few subbings and then I got a short term and then I got a long term. And my long term was half a school year. Wow. So and that what got me the job after doing that. Nice. So and then I did three t- three years of full-time teaching, and then I this school year, I left full-time teaching. I took the big leap of going to pursue my art. Yeah. And so we were talking a little bit before about how you were subbing, you were teaching private lessons, making your art, kind of piecing together everything mm-hmm. to pursue that dream. Yep. So I uh, after I decided to quit full-time, like, I asked for a leave, but they didn't grant it because I wasn't like doing schooling or it was family and things. So I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. So I had a great principal at one of my schools. He sat me down. He's like, what do you want? I'm here to support you. Like, if you choose to leave, I'm going to miss you. You're an amazing teacher. And like, and that that's amazing for like, I'm a third year teacher and like being told that. Like, yeah, like I appreciate it. 
up, but he he's he was amazing principal, and he's really real, and he's like, do what you feel is right. Mm-hmm. And there's other opportunities you can always come back if there's an opening or try to go somewhere else. But what do you want, Austin? And I'm like, I don't. For my first three years, I really don't wasn't doing my art. I did more in the summertime, but like I was a newer teacher, so like focus on making my craft like as a teacher like mm-hmm. making lessons so that took a lot of my time and then it's just mentally exhausting right teaching 600 kids or more a week because I, I was an elementary teacher yeah. and you taught all all elementary grades yeah k through five so, and i was at two buildings i had two classrooms yeah uh sounds familiar <laughs> oh yeah it's it's what we do as our teachers is amazing. Uh, like, and people don't understand that. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, and especially like you have multiple buildings. Like mm-hmm. I have a friend that had three buildings. Oh. Like that, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. And I know teaching artists that I work with who travel with all their stuff too. Like they don't even have dedicated space at, at multiple buildings. Oh yeah. Like they're on a cart and stuff. Yeah. That's just that's not right at all. (laughs) Now you've kind of stepped away. If you did decide to go back, would you have to retake any tests or anything? Or is your certification kind of is there anything you have to do to keep it up to date? I'm still certified. I it's this is my last year and then I can Uh recertified. But like I have all my professional development. I have the credits. Mm -hmm. I have all that. I literally just have to go to the state website and recertify to get that little print off and pay for it. Yeah. So if you wanted to kind of keep that in your back pocket, you could. Oh, yeah. That's my plan. Like, I never, I don't know what the future is going to hold. Like, I'm a realist. So it's like, if I need to go back, I'll go back. Yeah. But I'm going to recertify because it's good for six years. Like, that's a big chunk of time. Yeah. So for Michigan. So it's like, I'm like, I have the credit. I have the professional development. So That'd be stupid for me not to do it. Yeah. So it's just, that's a backup plan just in case. So I'm going to do it and have it done. But I'm enjoying doing private lessons. Like Mm -hmm. it's more one on one small groups. And it's all my students are, except one of them are old previous students I had before. Oh, nice. So there's continuity there. Oh, yeah. So like, even though I left full time, like I sub in my old schools in my district and my old students love seeing me come back. And they're like, oh, what have you been painting now? What what are you up to? Like, I want to see your art. It's new. We we miss you. Come back. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. That's sort of validating, right? Yeah. And like, I didn't know how much appreciated I was by parents and students until you leave. Right. So I got lots of emails from parents asking, hey, my daughter or son told me you left. What happened? What's going on? We thought you're still with the teacher. I'm like, no, I left. I'm pursuing my art full time, working with that. But I am teaching on the side, private lessons and stuff. And people are like, okay, let's do it. I'm like, sweet. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, yep. I do private lessons on Thursdays. They're our section. And then and, and I do it for all groups. That's the one thing I, I enjoy the most is being able to like I have a couple middle school students. I have elementary students. I don't have any high school students yet. But yeah, this allows me to teach everyone like like going in through the education program. I always wanted to teach middle school. Uh-huh. What made you gravitate towards that age? I really enjoy the growth in middle school. Mm-hmm. I love the projects you can do with them, like from sixth grade to eighth grade. There's so much growth and yeah. I can really help students that really are into it. And that's their thing. Mm-hmm. And it's the awkward phase for kids, too. So it's yeah. like <laughs> for me, I, I struggled in school growing up. I, I'm LD, learning disabled. Mm-hmm. So with mathematics, reading and writing. So I struggled in school. I was in special ed classes all the way up to high school and stuff. And the only thing that got me through it was my art classes because that's where I shined. And that must give you a different perspective too, working with the kids. Oh yeah. Like I'm I'm like for kids that were special ed, I'm like, I really like heart to heart with them. Like I totally understand how they struggle. And like, yeah, when, when they, when they other, like their general teacher will come to me like, they're doing so great in your class. I'm like, that's because that's, their thing that's what they're Mm -hmm. good at like they're struggling with academics but art is their thing it's so personal for me like I always wanted to be that teacher where my classroom was the same place Uh everyone can shine even if you struggle with art I can help you one-on-one to get you to be happy with what you're making yeah and then the kids that struggle 
almost everywhere else can shine there. Mm -hmm. I see that too. And it's incredible. Do you feel like your teaching informs your art making or like changes what you're doing in your studio or vice versa? Does your art making sort of inform what you're teaching or how you're teaching? I think it's like when I'm making my art, I eventually just go in the zone Mm -hmm. and I don't really think about what I'm doing. It just naturally happens. So it's like really thinking about when I'm teaching is like, how do I do this so I can explain it? I'm like, I don't know how because I just do it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So it's like really thinking about, okay, how do I make these layers for these animals? Uh Because most of my artwork is subject based off animals. Yeah, we'll have to talk more about it too. So it's like, how am I doing these layers and how can I teach it? What am I doing? So it's like thinking about it while I'm actually painting like, okay, so I'm layering this, layering this. But I'm already naturally doing it. I just how do I teach a kid this? <laughs> yeah, it takes another another level to kind of break it down and and like break down that mm-hmm. process. And that's where I learned a lot in student teaching is mm-hmm. like, okay, it's not common sense, right? It feels like it because it's so natural to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like really, I learned a lot by just okay, stepping back. Like I literally have to go to step one. Mm-hmm. Hold hold up. Right. How do you hold a brush? <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's like, and okay, there's too much water on that brush. No, right. Like the basics, basics. Yeah. So it's breaking it down to a simple, small task. Yeah, I feel like that has taught me a lot too, and not necessarily changed my process, but it does make me when I'm like, I love how you said you're in the zone. Because I feel like that too. But now mm-hmm. after teaching for a while, when I am in the zone, I I like step out of it often when I like I notice my process more, I guess. Yeah. 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 You really have to, you really start thinking about how mm-hmm. you do certain things. And like, I like to experiment with lots of mediums and stuff. And then mm-hmm. so like that helps me as a teacher, like, cause like when the student's like, okay, I want to work on color pencils. I don't ever work on color pencils really in my art as much. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, how am I supposed to help these? So it's like doing like a quick night of, okay, let's refresh my memory and how I do this with color pencils. Right. And just like really feeling like, how do I personally do it? And then it's like, what's the basics? And then how do I approve that? Like, I don't do this every day. We teachers always know we have to be one step ahead of one day ahead of our students sometimes. <laughs> right. Or even just be willing to say like, I'm not sure, but I'll figure it out for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm one thing like even with elementary kids, I'm super real with them. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not I don't do this, guys. Like, I will. We'll watch. I'll bring up YouTube right now. We'll figure this out together. Yeah, that's great. So. That's the one thing I'm like, I'm super real with kids, mm-hmm. even though they're like, Mr. Kulinski, do you, uh, do you think this is good? I'm like, we're getting there and I'm going to help <laughs> you get it to- right. great. It's like, right. I don't, there's a sense of like being like honest with them and just because my facial expressions show everything, even when I don't yeah. know it. So it's like, I can never lie to my students and I, I'm really blunt with them. Like, I'm not going to lie to you if it's not that great, but we can get it there. Yeah. You you just have to trust me and listen to me. That's the two key things. Trust in my, me that I can get us there, get you there, and just believe that and listen to that and do what, exactly what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some of that, is, it sounds like, is this whole growth mindset that's sort of keywords in education right now. But oh, yes. I mean, the idea is that, yeah, it's not there, but you have it's not the end of the world. Like you have the ability mm-hmm. to make it better. Mm-hmm. My classroom was a uh, Star Wars and Pokemon theme. And like I was like, I'm training you to do be the best you can be and stuff. Nice. <laughs> and then just always listen, listen to Yoda. Do or do not. It's what you're thinking right now. We're going to do it you're going to be able to do it and it might not be perfect. It might not be great, but you're going to do it and you're going to learn from what you're doing. So don't say we're going to try, we're going to do it, but we might have to improve it sometimes, but you're still going to do it and be able to do it. Right. Learn how to do it. And if you do it repeatedly, like you do it again and again, it'll get better and better. Oh yes. Yeah. They're like, are you so good? I'm like, cause I do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a small part of talent naturally. Like there's people that are good at, naturally good at things but 
it's also everything's learned too. You can learn how to do it. You just have to work at it. Right. Yeah. I'll tell them sometimes, you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years. <laughs> it's a really yeah. long time, right? I'm, a, I'm like, <laughs> I've been doing it for a long time. Mr. Fabinski, how old are you? I'm like, don't ask me that. I know. I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> I'll say over 30 years. I'm still in my 30s right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been making art since I was a kid, so it counts, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's true. Like, I remember just always in front of the TV with a sketchbook or going outside with a sketchbook and coloring a drawing. Yeah. That's a lot of my memories as a kid. And then always going to my mom and like, mom, I can't get this right. Can you fix this? And she's like, (laughs) I can try. I'm like, and I I believe I got my artistic talent somewhat from my mother. Uh She said she always did art in high school and stuff, but she never pursued it afterwards. What did she end up doing? Uh, She worked uh, as office managers at different dental Mm -hmm. companies. offices so work that route but like I'm like you can get back into it you're halfway retired now like you only work so much now you you watch your granddaughter now I'm like you can get back into your arch like I lost it I'm like you can gain it back yeah you never lose it I think at some point like you'll see like from a drawing that you if you haven't drawn like in a couple years you'll see like you have it but it's your skill like I don't know what the hell mm-hmm. to say. It's just like it's a little rusty. <laughs> yeah, it's very rusty. Yeah. So, but yeah, you, you, it's there. You just have to bring it back out. Yeah, you just have to practice a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to talk a little more about your artwork? And yeah, of course. I know you mentioned it, but maybe describe what you make. Okay. This is always <laughs> the hardest thing, I believe. I know. <laughs> I ask this of like visual people. Use words to tell us what it is that you make. I can't. How about I just show you it? <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> well, everybody go. I will link and everybody go look at Austin's work. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So. Like I said earlier, like majority of my subject matter is animals. I love animals. Mm-hmm. I believe they're like the purest thing on our planet. Like they're just they're just amazing things. And so uh, animal based, and then I do semi realism. Um, I don't do hyper realism. That just takes forever. Yeah, and I don't have the patience for that. I like to work fast. So I got mm-hmm. semi realism with a very abstract, colorful, playful feel to it mm-hmm. for the backgrounds so I'm I'm more of a mixed media artist where I my more style now I think I found is I use ink for my backgrounds and then I use acrylic acrylic for my animals and then afterwards I go back with ink and do splatter ah on top of the animals afterwards yeah. Ah. Yeah. so it gets me like my I, I think my head wants me to make it as real as possible my animal and then I have to let it go and I love doing the splatter because it lets me it's, it's more freeing and just like okay I'm about to get ink all over this animal I just worked hours on but <sighs> it's okay just it's it's very freeing for me and it's like this is when I know that I'm done with my painting after I do the splatter. You kind of force yourself to let go. Mm-hmm. And wherever it falls, it falls. I'm like, yeah. oh no, I didn't want it to do that there, but I, <laughs> I accept it because that's part of me letting go and then I'm ready to move on. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. And how did that sort of style and that method evolve? Um, how long have you been doing those sorts of paintings? So... In college, I was actually a drawing major. So I worked Uh with uh, pastel in college, and I worked with figure. Okay. In some ways, similar to animals. Yeah. So I was like... So, like, I went from that, and then, like, I, after college, I actually got into painting. Uh-huh. So, I start like, my first one is my white wolf of my, my new style. Like, this is my style now, I guess. And I just wanted to play with inks, and I played with that. And then I after I played with the inks, because I wanted, like, how do I let go of some things so I, it can be a little more fun and a little abstract in a way? And then, mm-hmm. instead of doing, like, a full-on realism like background like forest background and stuff like I don't want to do that what can I do that's different a little more playful and colorful so I played with inks tried with that and then I painted animal because like it's always been animals for me 
inception. Yeah. Like I started with animals in college too, but end up with my faces being human. So I'm like, okay, totally opposite in a way. <laughs> but then it's just like, okay, I'll put my acrylic animal on it. And then I've actually, I always loved watercolor, like watching watercolor and seeing people's artwork of watercolor, but I never mm-hmm. liked doing watercolor because it's, it's yeah. difficult. Watercolor is yeah. very difficult. It's fun in some ways, but it's also, uh. I can't go back on that. I have to start all over. Right. Where acrylic, it dries. I can paint over it. So. Yeah, it's that fluid fluidity of watercolor is fun. Yeah. But yeah, there's no, not really much erasing. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I wanted to bring in that, like, I love splatter art. I love the watercolor uh-huh. with drips and stuff. So I'm like, how do I put that back? How do I put that style into my art too? And that's where doing the splatter at the end of my process comes in. Yeah. Just to add another layer and more texture in there Mm -hmm. too. And it gives it more dimension too, how how the splatter comes. Like the splatter's on top of the animal. So it's like, there's the background, you got my animal, and then there's stuff in front of it too. So it gives Mm -hmm. it more dimension. Yeah. A little bit of depth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... I know you're also, now that you're kind of going towards being a full-time artist, you're selling your work. And I wanted to talk more about that. How and where are you selling and sort of how do you seek out opportunities? So um, I started uh, where like I got most of my commissions is uh, I started doing pet portraits for people Uh and then word of mouth and then me putting it on my Facebook and then I made flyers for my artwork and my art business and people saw that and then mm-hmm. asked for commissions for that way. So that's what where most of my art commissions come from, like mm-hmm. for animals is pet portraits. And then yeah, like I do have my all my animal paintings where they're up on my website for sale and then I do prints of them too. So I have those three tier where my originals are more expensive for higher end people, but then I want my art to be affordable for everyone. So it's like, then there's canvas prints, which is like tier two, and then paper prints where it starts from like $15 to $80, depending on how big it is. So it's like, it's affordable right. for everyone. Somehow they, someone can get my art if they like it. Yeah. And I'm always willing to work with people like, okay, I might not be able to do this size, but we can do smaller, but do what you want. So in right. other ways. And then I actually been doing like my animal portraits are act- like my pet portraits are actually watercolor. I've been getting into mm-hmm. watercolor. So playing around with that. I just did a 31 day challenge in January Ooh. where I painted every day and completed a painting. Wow. So I did 12 by 12 uh, watercolor paintings. And I wanted to work with watercolor because I wanted to improve my skill on that. And then that's where people saw, because I did a couple of watercolor portraits for people, that's what people want. So I'm like, okay. That's great. I need to get better at this because I also want to get faster at it. So it doesn't take me that long. So I'm getting more profit for myself than like, instead of it taking two hours, I can cut off an hour of my time. So I really wanted to up my my skill on watercolor. So I did a 31 day challenge. That's a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a mentor. I got a mentor after uh, quitting being a teacher because I'm not business savvy at all. So I found a mentor online and I'm part of this artist academy group where she mentors me, helps us like with business questions and stuff. And then she does challenges too. And it was her idea for a 31 day challenge. But I'm like, it was Ah. my choice. I want to improve my skill on something. So I chose watercolor. Right. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. And has the, that's, I mean, it sounds like the mentor relationship has been really helpful. Are there other ways that that's been, like, would you recommend if somebody's trying to get more into their, using their art as a business Mm -hmm. to go that route? Because I didn't have any business background at all. Like I Mm -hmm. went for school for being a teacher and then never took business classes. And there's a lot of stuff to learn to be actually a business. Like, because I'm LLC, I'm out. So I had to figure out how to do that. And then it's like contracts for commissions, for bigger commissions, making sure like you get paid at the end of this and making, I want to do like a mural and stuff. That's like a mm-hmm. contract job. So it's like figuring out how to do that. So it's her name's Andrea Earhart and she runs the Artist Academy. It's a Facebook group. Okay. And then she has an advanced group where 
she charges a month, but you get really more on one-on-one mentorships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a community of artists and that helps you grow as well as being part of a community. Right. And as right. teachers, we know even at whatever age you are, we always need a guide for something that's new to us. It's okay to learn from other people. We should always be learning. So it's like, I don't know nothing about business. I need someone to help me. So I found her, luckily, and it's been great. And then she does challenges. And then all the people that are in part of the group help each other out. And we give advice to each other. We critique each other and stuff. And like, oh, I didn't have that idea, but someone gave me the idea. And like, we work off each other too and support each other. That's great. So it's all about finding a community. As art teachers, we have a community. And I'm like, as artists, we have a community. And I believe artists can help all their artists out. We can support each other. It's not a big Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I'm trying to get the job and I want this commission and stuff. It's not that competitive. Like with social media nowadays, a lot of people can see our arts and there's always, you have that group of people that that love your art and will buy your art and continue to buy your art. Right. It's a large world and a lot of internet, everyone can see art nowadays. It's not back in the day where it's like, oh, got to be in the gallery. That's the only time they see your art. No, your your gallery now, being in the gallery is your Instagram. Yeah. And especially right now. Oh. So yeah, like I've gained a lot, like 150 uh, followers on my Instagram in just this month because of people are online a lot now. They're just looking yeah. nosy and they just want stuff. And then I actually just started my own art feature page for Instagram because I believe artists can support each other and like help spread the word. And just so I started my own art feature page on Instagram where I do free features for artists as long as they I hope they follow the other art, artists that are featured and vice versa. So everyone's gaining a follower, everyone's seeing your artwork and just hoping that grow because awesome. I believe everyone can help each other out. Yeah. Because everyone has a unique style. And what is, can you tell us what is the Instagram there? And I'll link it too. But. Okay. So it's artists.supportartists because artists or artists yeah. was already taken. So I had to put the dot, the period. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> so it's just gained a hundred followers. And I only, I started it, what, three days ago, four days ago. So wow, I'm like, and it's like, it's something I'm doing on the side. Like I'm not like, there's a lot of artists yeah. feature pages where people ask for money to be featured. I'm like, I'm doing right. it on the side. I'll put like an hour or less in my time during the day to work on it. And but it's mm-hmm. for a good cause. It's helping each other support each other. Yeah, that's great. Um, and hopefully other artists talk about it and then they come and find it. And then we're all just following, liking and just seeing cool art and seeing what amazing people are out there and what they can do. Yeah, I'm keeping busy. <laughs> yes. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how the schools shutting down and us how basically the pandemic has affected you this first year as you're like branching out into being mostly an artist, but you were also still subbing and doing private lessons. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about how that's how it's affected you? Yeah, uh, I haven't gained any money in three weeks. <laughs> I know it's tough. I actually have, I sold the work two days ago. So and then I just got a commission today, which is exciting. That's great. But so I can't sub, so because I would sub once or twice a week. Right. I would go to my old schools or any school in my old district, and then sub for my art teacher friends. Yeah. And then just a couple of general ed teachers, like uh, not kindergarten. <laughs> can't do that they're saints I can't do that all day they're so tough (laughs) yes my friends are amazing but I can't do that all day (laughs) yeah that's my that's my most difficult I have a four-year-old so I I should know how to handle it but I just I can't one is enough (laughs) 20 to 27 on yeah yeah no Uh, my second year I had seven kindergarten classes and I'm like I almost cried (laughs) (laughs) I love teaching them but it's just it's hard it's just hard yeah Uh, they're so adorable yeah (laughs) they're a lot (laughs) and that's me going back to like I like like I always like three through fifth like third grade through fifth grade Mm because I always wanted to teach middle school so it's like I like the older kids and stuff so and I can just like my fifth graders were doing middle school projects. I'll just put that out there. Like I know the curriculum, but I know how to tweak that curriculum. Yeah. But back to your question is like, so I can't sub anymore now because the governor in Michigan just canceled school for the rest of the year. 
And then my private art lessons were small groups, and I did them at the public library in my uh, mm-hmm. district area where I live in. So it's like, yeah. those are not happening right now, but I just started doing online classes and I've been, none of my private students have joined, but I've had other students. Huh. So maybe I can transition them, transition those into private lessons when school comes back or when we're allowed to go to places again. <laughs> right. So. Uh, yeah. Or do you see with, with starting to do those online classes, do you see that being part of what you would want to do going forward? Like, yeah. would you want to continue online? Yeah, I thought about that. So I, I actually added on my website, uh, art teaching um, a page mm-hmm. for my website, and it offers my private lessons in person and online classes. Because cause I've been doing like time lapses of my art and I've been doing live on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. So I have like stuff for my phone to hook up and be able to do have two screens, my computer and my phone where I can do online. So and it's and that's also like a lot of people might be interested in online because it's also a little cheaper, too, because for my mm-hmm. private lessons, I supply all the art supplies. But her online classes, very they have to have the supply. So that's even another option for people like, do I want in-person one-on-one or do I want one-on-one or small group online, but might be a little cheaper and affordable. Because some people we know, like for me in college, I only took one online class because I need to be in the class. I need to be in the environment. Mm-hmm. I, that's, it's just how I learn and stuff. Yeah. But like online class, it's like, okay, um, it's a little different. I'm maybe not tech savvy and stuff like that. People are different. Everyone has their thing, but that gives it two options. So I think I'm going to have both ways to teaching and that can grow too. Yeah. And then even, even the idea of maybe like recorded classes that let you teach. I did just make a YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So I've been very productive during this quarantine. I just did uh, my first lesson on YouTube to like, it's like cool. 27s. It was a Pete Mondrian lesson. I'm like, uh-huh. at first I just sent it out for like, okay, parents, here's a project you can do with your kids, have them watch it and they can follow along and stuff. But it's like, okay, well, I'm not getting paid right now. So I might actually want to do this just as an online course because I'm like, gotta make a living and pay my bills somehow. So I want to grow on my YouTube, but also do online classes. So there has to be a medium somewhere. <laughs> yeah, some some in between. Mm-hmm. And I know you also, you have a line of like color theory shirts and I guess mm-hmm. tote bags Oh yep. that I saw before on Instagram. I'm looking at them now on your website that are really cool. So uh, I believe last year, I always like love buying art shirts. Like you see those Picasso shirts that are fun and stuff. I got a Bob Ross yeah. shirt. So any way possible when I was teaching, if I could get away with wearing an art shirt, I did it. And then I'm like, where can I find a shirt about like what I'm teaching in general too? Like I have right. artist shirts, but like I'm teaching primary colors right now. Where's a shirt? I want a shirt. So I was like, okay, I'll just make my own. Right. And then maybe other art teachers will want that. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> if it gets yeah. out there and people see it. <laughs> Go like, buy I them. Had, They're great. <laughs> I've had people buy them. So it's like, it's a start. So, but yeah, I, uh, I have a graphic design minor. So when I got mm-hmm. my degree in art I got a minor graphic design because I thought Mm -hmm. that's where art's going digital art's getting huge so it's like yeah and then I believe if I had to get a job in high school I might get stuck teaching that too and I'm like I need to learn this so it's like that's why I got Mm -hmm. a minor in graphic design so like I know how to use illustrator I know how to use photoshop so I'm like okay I want a primary color shirt so I design one and then I have a secondary warm cool intermediate color wheel and I wore those shirts when I taught them mm-hmm. even when I had wasn't yeah. supposed to I wore <laughs> I'm a rebel <laughs> a little rebel but it's like hey the gym teacher can wear shorts it's part of his yeah I'm I, I'm a messy artist and yeah when my um teacher's like why do you have paint on you I'm like do you know what I teach? <laughs> like, I don't like aprons oh. because I don't like things around my neck. So it's like, I just wore my clothes and I'm like, I'm not going to get new clothes because they're just going to get messy. So most of my teaching clothes have some kind of stain on them. Yeah, I know that I'm kind of the same. I was always in like jeans and some kind of art t-shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm pr- promoting what I'm teaching. So, and it's just, 
it gives the students another visual as well. Yeah. And again, thinking about all the different ways they're learning Mm -hmm. and your experience as a learner. So I had them all, like I had my posters and stuff all over my classroom. It's like just another thing. And it's just like showing your support for your thing you're teaching as well. Like I do Mm -hmm. think art is cool. I think color theory is very interesting and how mm-hmm. things work and when I see a kindergarten it's like that's the primary colors I'm like did he read the word or did he see the colors and I I'm like that's awesome because he might not even know what the word says but he recognized that I taught him already the primary colors yeah so that's yeah, like, that's great I did my job because they can recognize it already yeah and they're like oh that's cool Mr. Fabinski made that shirt too yeah that's awesome yep so. and then they're seeing that side of art like that you can design clothing too oh yep yep i'm like my like at the end of my class like every class i taught k through five i did a question of the week for every grade like it would be the same question it'd be like an art question some of it would be review mm-hmm. like what are your primary colors if we haven't talked about them in a long time because we're that was a unit in the beginning of the year going like i haven't mentioned them in a while okay what's out of them or like what is art and they're like well it's a painting i'm like what about this building it's not art. i'm like that's architecture someone designed this building it is art and teaching them that art is pretty much everything mm-hmm. grasping that idea like the thing like the thing you play on your ipad everything even what that made of is technically art someone designed the ipad yeah. all your apps you love to play on that's digital art that's computer everything it's just everything idea is art and what would we have if we didn't have art what we would have they're like we'd be cavemen <laughs> and cavemen had cave paintings too so but yeah, just imagine that we too. wouldn't even be there. So it's like right. it's giving them the appreciation early. Mm-hmm. So I always enjoy doing art questions at the end of my class, even yeah. if it took five minutes of their process time. But it's just another aspect of art and teaching them. Yeah. Do you know the podcast 99% Invisible? I have not. It's a big one. It's It's run by Roman Mars, but it's all about design and sort of yeah, that design is all around us and, you know, that it's 99% invisible. It's great. You should check it out. I I will because I actually just started getting into podcasts this past like six months because Andrea Earhart, my mentor, she has a podcast, Artist Academy. Oh, cool. And she interviews artists throughout the, the entire world. And they talk about how they started, just like what you're doing. Awesome. So I've listened to all her podcasts. And then like when I do my art, I'm either listening to music or I listen to an audio book. Yeah. I like to read, but I never put the time into it. So I right. I multitask. Now I yep. really into audio books <laughs> now. I don't buy books anymore. I just buy them audio so I can listen to them because I never have the time. I'm super busy. I'm 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 everywhere right now because I have to put a lot of time to get this art business going. So it's also but also making sure I can pay, pay the bills because I'm just starting out too. Right. Like I took the I think I took the leap a little early, but it's something I needed to do if I was really going to go for it. That's the type of person I am. You felt like it, you were like, it had to happen. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are like, you're kind of crazy. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like I've always, like I have commissions. Like when I was teaching, I would have commissions here and there. Like people knew I was an artist. They're like, Oh, can you paint me this? You're really good. Why don't you do this full time? I don't know. So like, I slowly want to, but like, I just started teaching. I've only been, I'd be going in my fourth year full time. So it's like, mm-hmm. what? I'm not ready for that yet. But then I talked, like, I sat myself down and thought about it, like, when will I be ready? What does it look like? How do I know this? Mm-hmm. Am I going to pursue it? What? Because I, I was already, like, I had to work two jobs even when I was full time teaching because teacher, starting teachers don't make anything. Oh. Oh, that's so frustrating, isn't it? It's very sad because like it takes up to like, for me, I left college with 50 grand in student loans. Mm-hmm. And then you start full-time teaching. Oh, you have union, union dues, which is almost a grand a year. Ugh. And just like, okay, I have to buy stuff for my classroom, a starting teacher. Yeah. And then, oh, I got to go get this professional development because I have to get extra hours starting because I'm a new teacher. And there's, it just adds up and it's like, where do I have time? Oh, and then wait, I have to work a second or third job because just my full, my career can't pay the bills either. Ugh. <laughs> 
Yeah. So it's like, I'm a server. I like, even through school, I was a server and we're at the restaurant I'm at still because I worked there three, four nights a week when it was open. Yeah. When it was open before Corona virus. Right. I I would make over my teacher's pay in two days. Wow. So. Ah, that's sad. So it's like. (laughs) It should not be that way. And it's like, I love teaching art, but it's like, okay, my ultimate goal is being an artist. How am I going to get there? And it's like, Mm -hmm. I love teaching art. Like, how do I do this? And I'm like, okay, I can do lessons. Like, even when I first started teaching, people asked, do you do private lessons on the side? I'm like, I thought about it, but I never had the time because I was working other jobs. And then just mentally exhausted teaching every day where now I went back to that. I'm like, okay, I can go back to those people that asked me for private lessons and make this a thing. And because I'm an artist, I have a degree in art, like, I can charge a decent amount. I'm affordable, Mm -hmm. but it's also amount where if I get 10 students, I can like I charge $40 an hour Mm because I'm also supplying the art like this art supplies, too. And it's like if I get 10 kids, that's 400 where I have five students right now. So I'm making $200 in two hours. And as of going into my fourth or eight year teaching, I was making $400, $500 in a week. Uh, so in my private art lessons, I'm almost making half of that. And then I'm working two to four nights at a restaurant where I'm already making over my teacher's wage. And that's less than 20 hours a week at the restaurant. Wow. So then you have time for your artwork. Now I have all this extra time to actually focus on my art. And how do I get popular? How do I get jobs? How do I get commissions? How do I make this business thing work and learn how to do it too? So I took, it wasn't, it was very hard. I, I'll be honest, like I was crying before I sent the email and took my, my resignation. When I gave it to my principal, I was crying. But after I did it, it was a breath of fresh air. Like a little relief. Because I'm like, I, like I have a plan and I'm going to pursue it because I just left a career that I worked very hard to do become. Because again, school was hard for me. Like, honestly, I had teachers that thought I would never become a teacher Mm because my writing's not the par because I've always struggled with it. At first, I was very bad at public speaking, very bad, but I grew out of it. People, if you want some. You're doing great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm doing lives now, too, with my art and stuff. Like, yeah, I've grown so much. Awesome. And I like to prove people wrong. Yeah. So like, I even have friends and family. Like, lights a little fire, right? Yeah, it, it, it's a passion of mine to prove people wrong. Yeah. Because things are possible. <laughs> you just have to work for it. Right. So like a lot of people thought I was crazy just already leaving teaching in my fourth year. But like technically it's already a thing where most new teachers don't last five years because they Mm -hmm. find something else because they don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. Like that's where we're at. Like if you don't have a significant other, you are a starving teacher in a way until you get tenure or something. Or you have to go get your master's to actually make a, a decent income in some states. For me, I would need to go get my master's. I'm like, I already have, I'm already struggling paying my bill, like my student loans back. I don't want to go get more. Right. <laughs> what like what type of master's is going to make me a better teacher too? Like, do I need to get education master's or do I need to get a, like my master's of arts? And ideally, I always wanted to get my master of arts, but you have to take a year off teaching to get that. Because you have to be in the studio. And I'm like, I'm a new teacher. I can't take a year off already before I decided to quit. I'm like, I can't take a year off to go get a master's. I'm like, well, how does that work? I got my, like, I just got my job. I'm like, how am I supposed to go take a It's tricky. And I know, I think there are like lower res programs or programs that extend over more years mm-hmm. and do like summertime for teachers. Yeah. But I also feel like it's the focus is really hard if you're trying to balance both. Mm-hmm. I feel like the whole point of getting a master's in art is to super, super focus on just your art making. And that's the thing, like when I was teaching full time, I barely had time or I had the motivation mm-hmm. to do my art. I was like, yeah, it's therapeutic doing my art and stuff, but it's also work too in a way. And it's like, I just really just want to chill. I want to go hang out with my friends and family. I just want to breathe. I don't want to do be doing extra stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
that's very difficult too. So it's like I had to make a choice and I took the leap of faith and I just did it. And that's where it goes back. If I need to go back, I'll go back. But it mm-hmm. it was working out before Corona. I'm just yeah having bad luck right now. Yeah. So. And now it kind of remains to be seen what will happen. And yeah. The future is very mm-hmm. unknown now. It's like yeah. I'm in my process right now being quarantined. It's like, this is the time I'm going to be in my studio. I'm going to be productive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make as much as I can. So once that governor says we can go back out, that will be, I'm assuming it's going to be summertime, I'm hoping. And that's when art fairs mm-hmm. start and I can start signing up for art fairs and I can start selling this all this new stuff I made during this time. Yeah. What is your best advice that you would give art teachers kind of wanting to do the same thing, wanting to get more serious about their artwork? Depending on what you're like, how your life is, like if you have a significant other, like or not, like really think about what steps you have to take. Find your steps, find a, a jerk, like the path you need to take by like mm-hmm. figuring out what can you financially do. So like if mm-hmm. you have a significant other that can support you for a year while you figure things out and like go for it, full-time or you can do where I know many artists do where it's a small process where people Mm -hmm. start doing two to three hours a week making stuff I would say open an Etsy account where it's a free account where you can sell your art Mm -hmm. and then learn how to do prints of your art because that's another way of selling it yeah because like I started with Etsy but I wanted to make a website for myself that shows just me and like a variety of things and like aspects of me explains who I am and I'm like Etsy can't do that for me. So I eventually made up mm-hmm. whole, my own website on Squarespace, but that's also a charge every month. Yeah. So it's like I say for beginners that don't want to really spend the money for a website yet, Etsy is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you have a place for people to go buy art and then, or just word of mouth. Like I joined my, uh, where I'm at, Michigan, there's a lot of Facebook groups of the townships where I am by. So I joined all the townships and then I post about my art and commissions and like my pet portraits and stuff. So that's how I network and market my stuff. And then that also it helps that a lot of people know me. Like when I go to Myers, I always have a student see me and like, Mr. Fabinski. Right. I'm like, why <laughs> did I teach him where I live? Because I know teachers that. Oh, totally. I, I know a f- teacher that li- uh, lives an hour and a half away from her job because she doesn't, she wants to be where no one knows her. Right. So she doesn't want to have that, like, have to worry, like, okay, I'm going to a restaurant or a store, and I don't want people just to know me or come up to me and talk to me. I want to be at peace a little, where I live in a district where I'm a superstar, where every kid knows me. Right. Do they come see you at your restaurant as well, like the restaurant where you were? They see me at the restaurant, too, and they're they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm just working here a night or two. I've always been doing this for the past seven years, but yeah. and parents are like, you make more money here. I'm like, yeah, I do here. They're like, <laughs> we understand. Oh, and I'm like, oh. that's bad that you understand. That needs to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because I got a bachelor's, I have a degree. I'm like, I should not make him be making more money at a restaurant. It's a sad, sad thing. But let's go yeah, positive. Let's, yes. Let's go positive. <laughs> I don't want to be negative. It's just a it's real. <laughs> yeah. So some f- kind of fun, positive wrapping up questions. Mm-hmm. What are you curious about? Anything you're curious about? I'm curious on where this is going to take me. Like, I'm curious, will I have to go back to teaching? Will I, or will this, will I grow? And I've, I, like, I hit it hard. Like, I've surprised already so many people what I've already been doing since I quit because I quit in in August and it is now April and like I was getting like Christmas time I got hit hard with a lot of pet commissions so Mm -hmm. like that that was a boost for me like getting my art out there people saw it I'm actually making money off my art and then, like, I started art fairs at, like, last minute at the end of the summer. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this I'm preparing for this summer to hit art fairs hard. And, like, there's a big art fair in the town right next to mine. And, like, all of Michigan people come to it. And mm-hmm. I, my goal was to use my extra money that I'm making from private lessons to sign up for it. Because it's a very expensive because it's a four, three, four-day art fair. So it would be a big chunk of cash. but 
it would be perfect because it's literally in the district I teach in. So all the people that are local will see me and their kid is going to want something from me. Yeah. And they'll want to support you. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can promote my private art lessons. I'm selling my art there. Like that was my big goal this summer is to be in that art fair. But yeah. now Corona's here. All my extra money I've saved up might be going for bills. Uh, yeah. And then also, who knows when things like art fairs will be back. But yeah, because they've already been canceled pretty much all almost in May so far. That's when they really start happening in May in Michigan. And it's like, okay, well, the day to sign up for the one I really, my goal was for this summer, already pe- pe- it's this month. And I can't sign up for it because I don't know what the future is going to hold for Corona. Yeah. So that's a downer. But I have other projects where I'm illustrating a children's book. Ooh, so I'm, that's exciting. And I'm also going to write it too. So even that I said I'm LD and I'm very bad at writing, I'm super creative. And in college, I wrote two books. Awesome. And I want to self-publish them, but they need to be edited very badly. And like I, I took my first step. I bought Grammarly. It's a website that it will edit your stuff. And I put my book, my books in there, but then I still need it professionally edited, but that costs money. Mm-hmm. And I've never had that extra money as a new teacher. Right. I was starting to get the extra money too with my whole thing, like my whole becoming an artist, working the restaurant. I begin, I'm making more money and I had goals. I want to edit, get someone to edit my book so I can self-publish that. So that's another route I can start doing. I can illustrate books. And also I will have my own books to publish too. Because my mom's like, why don't you do children's books? Like you wrote two novels. Why don't you ever do a children's book? I'm like, that's an idea. So yeah. this past month, I actually did signs for her own book. Now I just have to write it for a children's book for myself. Like, So that's another aspect I'm doing. I'm a very, I'm everywhere. Got a lot going on. Yes, and yeah. then like, for platforms for artists, like how do you become popular? How do you get your art out there? It's Instagram. Mm-hmm. And now TikTok is becoming, it's going to be the next big thing. And I'm on TikTok. Yeah, that's what I have to figure out. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm so, I'm making videos on my art. And I literally just got wow. 11K followers wow. on TikTok. Where on my Instagram, which so many people on Instagram, it's hard for people to see it. It's something, but it's so hard. So I uh, I only have 450 followers on Instagram where I just, uh, two months, I just got 11K on TikTok. Crazy. Because it's so new. Yeah. It's just like, it's just another aspect of getting your art out there and stuff. And huh. a lot of people I'll like to explore it. And that's like the thinking, like a lot of people are like, well, a lot of kids are on there. I'm like, those kids are eventually going to yeah. be college students who are going to want art and then they're going to know of an artist they're going to know about me. I'm thinking long term. So it's like, if I get whatever, how my art TikTok grows, all those kids and a lot of adults and celebrities are becoming on TikTok too. So it's going to be the new next big thing. I'm starting early and I'm already getting a following. And these people that know of me will start going to my Instagram and then eventually my website and then they'll start buying stuff. And like, hopefully like, artists like my art shirts and they want to buy my art shirts Art teachers want to wear my art shirts for when they teach i'm hitting every little spot to make this art business work yeah and that's you have to be open and you have to be willing to try different things too and go get out of your comfort zone i never thought i would be live painting watching like whoever <laughs> around the world is like I have someone from South Africa watching me paint on TikTok. Wow. I have people from the other side of the planet that are watching me. It's amazing what social media and the internet is can do nowadays for artists. Yeah. Even though we're distant, we're all connected. We're all everyone's connected now nowadays. And yeah. I believe that the the idea of a starving starving artist is gonna go away because mm-hmm. My, I know my mentor and a lot of artists are making 100K a year. And that's amazing. And it just takes time. And they're thinking long term. And how do you do that? And how do you make that work every year? Yeah. And having multiple different mm-hmm. things going on, multiple streams of revenue for yep. like for art business. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. you have to have art prints, canvas prints, originals where everyone can afford your art. So if someone likes something, 
there's a way for them to get it somehow in some aspect. I'm just open for all things and I'm just seeing where this goes. And that's where the future is at the moment. It's like, it's just opportunities. That's the best way to describe it. I have lots of opportunities. Awesome. That's a good mindset to have too. It's the growth mindset. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it is. And I, I want to thank you for this, because this is another thing that's going to help me. And I hope it helps others, too. Yeah, absolutely. So just another thing of marketing and networking yourself. Yeah, it's been really interesting to hear. And I feel like I struggle so much with the business stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm always so interested to hear. And I feel like people listening will be interested to hear how how you're starting to put that all together and even to go like connect with a link to Andrea and link to all of your stuff. Mm -hmm. Everybody listening, go by from Austin. And I've learned so much in just like the six months. Yeah. I think eventually I will start helping other artists too. Like my mentor mm -hmm. does. I can see myself in the future doing that. But like for me, I'm still starting out, but I've learned a lot so far and I want to pass out that, pass on that knowledge as well because mm -hmm. I'm always willing to help people. That's great. So that's just my natural thing is I'm always, whatever someone needs, I I barely ever say no. It's I If there's a way I can do something and help somehow, even if it's a small thing, I'll do it. It just it comes natural to me. Yeah, nice. I have one kind of fun, silly question. Yeah. What's your go-to order at your favorite restaurant? Which is funny because my favorite restaurant is the one I work at. Oh, that's nice. Very convenient. I know, right? <laughs> it's also really bad, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I work at Black Rock Bar and Grill. And it started in Michigan. I work at the original one. And it's just became a franchise past few years ago. So it's growing. So it's starting to go out to other states. And it's a steakhouse. And you cook the steak on the stone in front of you. You cook your own steak. Ooh. So I ordered a six-ounce sirloin with a Caesar salad and a sweet potato. Ooh, yum. So that's my go-to go -to meal. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, I, I just worked five hours. Do I want to order that? Or should I go home and not spend the money I just made? Right. So yeah. Like, a little bit Ooh. dangerous to work at a steakhouse. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, okay, um, I'll just go home and snack on something or just, just eat um, big before I go to work. Right. So mm -hmm. you're not so tempted. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone that you would like to thank or give a shout out to? Shout out to my mentor, Andrea Earhart. Mm -hmm. If you're looking, she had, she's very helpful. If you have any questions, check out her podcast as well. Because mm -hmm. it's a lot of business stuff too about and talking about artists all around the world, of like how they started and their steps of becoming an artist full time. Awesome. So check out that. And then also just my uh, my mentor for teaching. So my elementary art teacher was Dad Warner, and she was my elementary teacher. And she was my high school teacher, my private art lesson teacher, and my mentor for teaching uh, because I got a job in the district wow, I grew up in. That's amazing. And she became my mentor for my as a teacher. Uh, so she's been with me from the beginning. Yeah. And I know she misses me because I left teaching full time and I was her coworker as well in a way. She a shout out to her because she was very big inspiration for me and she's helped me in many ways and I hope in a way she, I've helped her grow as well because we learn from each other. So Deb Warner. Yep. Yep. And I also make her feel old a lot too. <laughs> she must have felt so great though about you wanting to go into teaching art. Mm -hmm. Like I came back yeah. and then like I couldn't, I couldn't student teach with her because I couldn't have, I couldn't student teach with the people I already had as I grew up uh, with because I student taught in the district I got a job in. Uh -huh. So it's always been home for yeah. me. So I grew up in the district. I student taught in the district. I got a job in the district. Wow. Full circle. I, I went full circle. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about that. But I'm still helping the district out in ways by stopping for them. And then I'm in their community and I've always will be there to help them if they need me. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope they know that. Yeah. And then uh, where can our listeners connect with you online? So a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Austin Fabinski underscore art. Mm -hmm. Instagram, Austin Fabinski art. TikTok, Austin Fabinski art. My website, Austin Fabinski art. So. <laughs> 
I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> yep. And then if you are an artist and you want to feature your art, also on Instagram, artists.supportartists. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to support anyone that wants to show their art to the world. Awesome. Because we can support each other. I'm a big believer in that. Ah, that's great. Thank you so much, Austin. Yeah, thank you, Rebecca. I really appreciate it. You're my first podcast. Yay. I love how open Austin was about working multiple jobs just to stay afloat and the frustration of earning more as a part-time server than a full-time teacher. Ugh. I also keep hearing from artists I speak to and from other podcasts I listen to how helpful mentors and coaches can be. I'm so glad Austin's mentor in business has helped him with the shift to full-time artist, and I hope he hangs in there through this pandemic. If you're in the market for layered animal paintings, pet portraits, or fun color theory shirts, go support Austin. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can reach me at Teaching Artist Podcast on Instagram or Teaching Artist Podcast at gmail.com. Who do you want to hear from? Please share your recommendations of teaching artists. And if you loved this episode, please subscribe, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow me. It really makes a big difference. Thank you. Thank you.